哈利路亚，愿大家平安。哈利路亚 ，peace to everyone。我们下午继续早上的主题，向天父完全。And our topic this afternoon will be the same as this morning: be perfect like the heavenly Father. 请看马太福音的五章。Let's turn to Matthew chapter five. 四十八节。Chapter five, verse forty-eight. 马太福音五章的四十八节。Matthew chapter five, verse forty-eight. 奉耶稣圣名读经，所以你们要完全像你们的天父完全一样。Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. 主耶稣这里讲了很多很多的道理。Our Lord Jesus here has given a lot of his teachings. 但是他做了一个总结。But he made a conclusion. 每一个信神的人都要追求完全。And every Christian must be perfect. 因为天父他的特质就是完全。Because the characteristics of God is perfection. 他没有缺乏任何好的东西。He is not lacking of anything good. 那完全这个字也可以说是成熟。没有亏欠。And perfect also could mean to be complete. 啊，所以这里不只不只是说我们要像神一样绝对的完全，这个是不可能。It says here that we have to be perfect, but we cannot be perfect like God. 不是说我们都不会犯错。It is not that we will never go wrong. 但是我们要完全追求完全，就越来越成熟，越来越不缺乏。But we must pursue for perfection to be complete, to be not lacking. 所以，因为天父是完全，我们要像他。Because our Father in heaven is perfect, we should strive to be like him. 那在第五章里面讲到很多要追求完全的方面。And、uh, chapter five teaches us many ways to attain perfection. 啊，那早上我们要讲过了，怎么样来面对那些恶人 ？This morning we mentioned how we must treat those who are evil. 恶人就是行恶的人。Evil are people who do evil. 不信神，不认识神，心中没有神的道理。And people who do not know God, people who do not believe in God, people who do not have the Word of God in them. Ah, 这种人很恶。These people are considered evil. 但是神主耶稣刚刚告诉我们。But our Lord Jesus tells us. 不要以恶报恶。Do not repay evil with evil. 我们要以善胜恶。We should repay evil with goodness. 将这个审判的钱交回给神。That we should hang the judge the right of judgment to God. 神在适当的时候，就会彰显他的公义。Appropriate time, and God will reveal His justice. 好，但是要追求完全，还有最后一点。But to attain perfection, there is one more point. 也是最难的一点。Also the hardest. 就是我们下午要讲的，从四十四节以下到四十七节。Which is what we're going to cover this afternoon, from verse forty-four to forty-seven. 要追求完全的意思，就是要学主耶稣一样，要爱仇敌。And to attain to be perfect like our heavenly Father, we must like our Lord Jesus to love our enemies. 我们读四十四节。Verse forty-four. 只是我告诉你们，要爱你们的仇敌，为了逼迫你们的祷告。But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. 这样就可以做你们天父的儿子。That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. 哎，天父的儿子不是受洗就可以当了吗？ To be your father, to be the sons of your father in heaven, doesn't it mean that we all need to be baptized? 没有错，你受洗那一天的确最洗干净了，成为神儿子的身份了。It is true that the day of your baptism, after you have become baptized, you have attained the sonship of your father in heaven. 但是你里面是不是真的神的儿子？ However, are you truly the son of God? 真的像主耶稣？ Are you truly like the Lord Jesus? 不是只有身份是他的儿子，你真的长得像他吗？ Not just the identity where you're the son of God, but are you tr- or do you resemble Him? And this pertains to your future salvation. 
because this is put to the very last. If you have not done so, then you lack one thing and you have not attained perfection. If you cannot do this particular point, then you will not be saved in the future. This means that spiritually speaking, you are not well developed. You may have developed a lot of things, but you are lacking this one. Like to a person who is well muscled, but is lacking in the brain power. That your, the brain is not fully developed. So that he's not perfect and complete. And that is why the Lord Jesus put this as the very last point, which is also the hardest thing to do. And it also happens to be the most important. And it needs, we need to be reminded every now and then. Not only attains to our future salvation, it also affects our happiness right now. So let's go to st- let us study uh, what verse 44 to 47 is all about. In fact, we should start from verse 43. Verse 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. The Lord Jesus said that we, it has been said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Please take note that the Lord did not say the scripture said so, but rather it was said so. When we read the Bible, we should read slowly and we should not make assumptions. We shouldn't say the Bible says that we should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. We understand that the Old Testament is rather strict, but nowhere in it said love your neighbor, hate your enemy. What this Sentence means is to be certain in your love and your hatred. And this phrase to, to love and to hate uh, uh, clearly is not from the Bible. This is a worldly view. When we say a person loves and hates very clearly, then we're saying that when he loves, he loves very much. When he hates, he also hates very much. If you are such a person, then you are not a true Christian. Because in Christianity, there is no hatred. This is not a verse that the scripture teaches us, rather, it's a common saying. And those people who do not believe in God, their love and their hatred are very clear. The sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father only have love and no hatred. And what happens if someone wants to be your enemy? Let's read Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. 44, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So what we're going to say is going to be very difficult, and therefore tighten your seatbelt. It's very difficult for us to do. So please don't fall asleep. 
。Our Lord Jesus says, "Love your enemies." 为逼迫你们的祷告。To bless those who, uh, to pray for those who persecute. 主耶稣这里讲的是仇敌。Here our Lord Jesus referred to our enemies. 仇敌跟我们早上讲的恶人是不一样的。This morning we mentioned that evil and enemies are two totally different things. 恶人是什么？可能跟你是完全没有物质关系，没有什么。跟你是亲戚啦，朋友啊，现在这些人。And the evil ones are the ones who are not related to you. 可能是来抢劫你啊，逼迫你啊，政府要来取取缔你啊，这些这些人。It could have been people who want to swindle you, to cheat on you, and also could be the government trying to take advantage of you. 或者是逼迫，像主耶稣面对恶人的逼迫、审判，就是他那些就是恶人。Or for example, they would also persecute you, like the Lord Jesus facing persecution from the evil ones. 恶人定耶稣十字架，恶人。啊！抢耶耶稣的衣服，恶人打耶稣的脸，这个就是恶人了。The evil ones, they crucified Jesus on the cross. They took away the clothes of Jesus, and these are the evil ones. 早上我们学过了，主耶稣说不要与恶人作对。And this morning we mentioned that the Lord Jesus said, "Do not deal with the evil ones." 他要来抢你，他要来抢你钱，你就给他喽。Do not resist an evil one if they want to rob you. Let give them your money. 哦，不然的话怎么样？你要跟他拼命啊！ Otherwise, what are you going to do?、Uh, fight to the death. 他要你陪他，你走一里路，帮他拿东西，因为他是政府啊，你不能不跟着，那你就陪他了。If they compel you to to take on the heavy load and walk an extra mile, then you have to do it because it is the law. 主耶稣没有说要爱恶人，没有这样讲。The Lord Jesus did not say to love an evil person. 主耶稣只是说不要以恶报恶。The Lord Jesus only says, "Do not repay evil with evil." 主耶稣说要爱你的仇敌。Yet our Lord Jesus tells us to love our enemies. 哎，又这个也不一样。So there is a difference. 为什么要爱仇敌 ？Why love our enemies? 到底这个仇敌是谁 ？So who are our enemies? 我们看马太十章三十六节。Let's turn to Matthew chapter ten. 啊，十章的三十六节。Chapter ten, verse thirty-six. 三十六节，人的仇敌就是自己家里的人呐。Thirty-six, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. 原来主耶稣所说的仇敌。很可能是跟你非常亲近的人。So the enemies that Jesus referred to could be people who are closest to you. 甚至在你家里跑出来的。And perhaps they are from your own household. 哦，我们知道家人本来很亲的，他怎么会当你的仇敌 ？We know that our family members are the closest to us. How could they be our enemies? 这个有时候最亲近的人也可能是阻挡你最大的人。And sometimes those who are closest to you could persecute you the most. 有时候。跟你最亲近的人，或者是伤害你最深的人。And usually the ones who are closest to you are the ones that causes you the most harm. 最主要是不是伤害你的肉体 ？It is not that they're hurting you physically. 他会伤害你的心。They will hurt your heart. 出卖你，让你心里面流血。They will betray you so that your heart would bleed. 或者是攻击你，让你很难受。They will attack you so that you feel miserable. 所以，仇敌呢是从家里出来的。And、therefore, your enemies are from your own household. Ah, that why would they be from your own household? Ah, if we were to read verse thirty-four, ah, we look at verse thirty-four. 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 In fact, when the Lord Jesus comes, He will be causing conflicts in families. Because some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don't. Ah, so your own family members are still believers. Some wants to believe in Him, some don
In the past, none of you are Christians, therefore there are no issues. But now that you have become a Christian, you now belong to God. Your concepts of life have differed. And you have uh, drifted apart. And and Satan will make use of him and will try to persecute you to block you. There are some sisters who married uh, non-believers. And the mother-in-law would force uh, our members to eat food offered to the idols. That if you don't eat, I will force you to eat. I'll make sure that all the dishes on the table have been offered to idols. And just to see whether you eat or not. And so these are the ways that they will persecute you. These are the testimonies that we have heard of in the earlier days. And we also have sisters after believing in the Lord. They return home. And every day they would have been abused by their husbands. Because the husbands don't like the wives going to the church. You go once, I will beat you once and see whether you would want to go any further. Initially, there was no issue between the couple, but since the wife went to the church, issues arose. And such hatred actually came from Satan, who is behind all of this. We also have sisters who come to church secretly, not wanting their husband to know. Or sisters who rush home right after the service, otherwise their husbands will be angry. And therefore, if you have family members who are not uh, followers of Christ yet, you may face Do not think that only non-believers will persecute you. If members of your home family who are Christians, followers of Christ, but do not come to the church regularly, they would also persecute you. Undeniably, there are some members who are baptized into the church but haven't changed internally. There is no truth in them. Therefore, they would despise you and would work against you. Therefore, your enemies are people of your own household, those who are closest to you. If you were to broaden the circle, spiritually speaking, who are your family members? The members of your household, spiritually, are the members of the church. Or perhaps the co- your co-workers in the church who would become your enemies. And Paul worked hard uh, doing the work of God. But what's difficult of his work is not uh, having uh, uh, encountering shipwrecks or no food to eat or being poor. What's 
what's worse for Paul was that the attacks that he faced constantly from his co-workers and from the members of the church. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10. Chapter 10, verse 10. 10. For his letters, they say, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. There are some people in the church of Corinth criticizing Paul. These are just common attacks. We know that Paul was a preacher. Uh, therefore, we all have common uh, respect for preachers. On top of that, he was also an apostle of Christ, not a regular preacher. You may dislike him as a person, but you still you should still respect him. But look at the members in the Corinthian church. How did they attack Paul? And they said, Look at his letters. They are weighty, meaning that he was yelling and scolding people all the time. And when he did arrive and you see him physically, you will say that his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. And meaning that this person is ugly and it's not educated. Because the members of the Corinthian church did not grow spiritually and therefore they were constantly rebuked by Paul. And Paul knew that that was how he was criticized by the members in that particular church. Today, if you were to criticize a worker of God behind his back, he wouldn't know because God would tell him. And God would judge you. And Paul knew that he was working, yet he was being attacked by his uh, by members of the church. And it's unavoidable, and yet it still happens. People who are not afraid of God. That they are brave enough to attack the workers of God. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Verse 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. And here there is a member of the church by the name of Alexander. And he was a terrible person. He has already chucked his uh, cautious down the drain. He may have been a good member initially, but he turned evil. He was constantly causing Paul harm. He was the enemy of Paul in terms of the gospel. Alexander was not hurting Paul physically, on the other hand, he was slandering against Paul, so causing him harm spiritually. 
So this is Paul facing his enemies, that his enemies came from his own household, from the Church of God. When you believe in the Lord, when you do holy work, who is your greatest enemy? Who are the ones who can cause you harm easily? You must be prepared. Those who will cause you the most harm are the ones from your own family. Yet this is allowed by God. Because this is a lesson God wants us to learn. And they are from your family. It's because they don't understand the truth or that they were being tempted by Satan. Now that your enemy has appeared, how are you going to uh, deal with it? If we were to deal this with the worldly view, then of course we have to fight back. If your enemy shows up, we should slay them. But that is not the teaching of Christ. Our Lord Jesus is teaching us another way to handle our enemies. Our enemies are indeed frightful. They cause us so much harm. How do we handle them? Our Lord Jesus is teaching us one very effective method of dealing with our enemies. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Chapter 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Here our Lord Jesus is teaching us the way to deal with our enemies. To love them. I love them until they are no longer our enemies. Please note here that our Lord Jesus did not say to love an evil person, rather, he said to love your enemy who came from your own house. Love them until the day they no longer want to be your enemy. We have a lot of this kind of uh, testimony. So we have examples of husbands persecuting their wives, mothers-in-law persecuting the daughters-in-law, because they believe in Christ. But our members constantly pray for them, and pray that they would change, and to love them with the love of God. And later we see that those who persecuted our, our members, they themselves become members of the church. And once they believe in the Lord, they are even more fervent than our, our members. So we love our enemies until they are no longer our enemies. Aren't we the enemies of Christ? Weren't we previously the enemies of Christ? Before we believe in the Lord, we were his enemies. And look at Paul, before he was converted to Christianity, he was an enemy of Christ. And he persecuted the church, he was happy to see the persecution of Stephen. He was an enemy of Christ. And how did Jesus want him over? Our Lord Jesus loved him. To cause him to become blind. And to give him time to think. 
and to heal him. To give him the Holy Spirit. To give him important work. But from then on, he became conquered by Jesus. He was conquered by our Lord Jesus. The love of Christ conquered Paul. He was no longer an enemy of Christ, rather he was a servant of Christ. So from this chapter, let us take a look at why we need to love our enemies. And uh, this is very important because it is a command from our Lord Jesus. Let me repeat this. This is not a reference where you can choose to, to uh, omit. This is a command. You believe in the Lord, you will face enemies, and these enemies will come out of your own household. You will have enemies in your own family or in the church. And you may not need a lot of enemies. One or two is enough to cause you a lot of headache. But you will have enemies, and this is because it's part and parcel from God. So this is this is a set menu, which means that it would include the appetizers, the main course, these are all part of it. You can't tell our Lord Jesus that I only want the soup, I don't want the rest of the set. So this set menu is uh, the things that our Lord Jesus had decided for you when you decide to follow Jesus. Through your enemies, God wants to train you. So that you can become perfect. So this is a set menu. When we, when we workers of Christ or preachers of Christ, we also face a lot of enemies. That is people from the church. Some are the members of the church that will keep criticizing you and you will even hear it. It is true. If you start criticizing uh, workers of God, these words will start spreading and one day it will spread to the worker. Sometimes, as preachers, uh, what causes most uh, Harm or actually criticism from members that are not true. But this is a set menu from our Lord Jesus. You cannot refuse. And sometimes it's your co-workers, uh, the the elders and the leaders of the church who are your enemies. You want to develop holy work, yet they continuously resist you. So those are also resistant. And sometimes they will go to your house, sit in front of you, and yell at you for an hour or two. So when I, uh, became, when I was a newly uh, preacher, there was a, a, a leader of the church came to my house on a Sunday morning. At that time, I was very new. I, there are a lot of things that I don't know. He said, I want to come in, I want to speak to you. He wasn't speaking to me, he was yelling at me. 
He was sitting. He sat down and scolded me for two hours. 我都没有讲话，不晓得讲什么。I didn't say a word because I don't know what to say. 哇，心里很难过。I was upset. 哇，怎么我的仇敌会在家里出现 ？How is it that my enemy is sitting right across from me? 但是后来当我明白道理之后，我大大的感谢主。And later on, when I understood the truth and the teachings of this, I thank God. 我太感谢主了，因为这是主耶稣给我的套餐，是一定会有的，早来比晚来好。I thank God because this is part of the set menu that Lord Jesus has given us, and the earlier my enemy shows up, the better. 还有这些家里的仇敌，让我属灵上可以更像主。And these enemies from my from our own household, the earlier they appear, the better we become. 那为什么我们需要爱仇敌 ？Why do we love our enemies? 我们来讲几点。Let's give you some points. 第一点，因为我们本身需要被神赦免。Because we ourselves must be forgiven by God。我们本身需要被赦免。We ourselves have to be forgiven。你没有仇敌，你就不需要赦免他。If you don't have enemies, you don't have to forgive。你不赦免他，神就不会有赦免你。If you don't forgive your enemies, God will not forgive you。我们看马太福音第六章。Let's turn to Matthew chapter six。十，第六章十二节啊。Chapter six, verse twelve. Matthew chapter six, verse twelve. Matthew chapter six, verse twelve. 这是我们每天，所以说告诉我们祷告的方向。This is the way or the direction of our prayers every day. 这个是主祷文。This is the Lord's prayer. 其中一句。And one of the one of the sentences. 十二节。Verse twelve. 免我们的债，如同我们免了人的债。And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 有时候我们主祷文能从小练呢，练到大。都不用脑啊，就练过去，都不想练了什么。We recite the uh the Lord's prayer quite fluently because we have learned this since we were young. 但是我们要知知道这句话讲什么。But we should truly understand what this particular sentence means. 这句话是主耶稣告诉我们的祷告。主耶稣告诉我们祷告的方向。This uh this particular sentence is a direction that God wants us to pray. 你这句话没有做好，你就定自己的罪。If you have not done this, then you have just judged yourself or sentenced yourself. 赦免我的债，赦免我们的债，好像我们赦免别人的债。We ask our Lord Jesus to forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 意思就是说十四十五节。So what it means is verse fourteen and fifteen. 你们饶恕别人的过犯，天父也要饶恕你们的过犯。For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 你们不饶恕人的过犯，天父也不饶恕你们的过犯。But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. 在这一段里面讲祷告文啊，用三节来讲饶恕跟你的祷告能不能得到神的赦免，完全连上关系。So the Lord's prayer had used three sentences to talk about forgiveness. 你说，你说这个严不严重 ？So isn't this serious? 我们都需要神的赦免的。We all need forgiveness from God. 但是赦免从哪里来 ？But where does forgiveness come from? 我们不要以为哦，神都白白赦免你。Do not think that God will forgive you for nothing. 神的赦免是有条件性的。God's forgiveness is conditional. 神的赦免的条件定在哪里 ？Then what is the condition for God's forgiveness? 你可不可以赦免你的仇敌、你家里的人、伤害你的人、背叛你的人 ？Can you forgive your enemies, the people of your own household, those who hurt you, those who betrayed you? 这个就是。能不能得到赦免的关键 ？So that is the key to whether you can be forgiven by God. 啊，主耶稣讲，当彼得问主耶稣赦免的问题的时候，主耶稣讲了一个比喻。When Peter asked our Lord Jesus regarding forgiveness, Jesus gave a parable. 因为彼得问主耶稣了，我们赦免一个人七次够不够啊？ 
Because Peter asked, is it enough that we forgive uh, seven times? Our Lord Jesus says 70 times seven times. It doesn't mean you have to forgive 490 times. Rather, it means that you have to forgive completely all the time. So what does this teaching really is about? We may have heard of it before. Let us review it once again. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 23. Matthew chapter 18, verse 23. Says the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king. Who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And every servant would be owing the king's uh, some amounts of money. And perhaps the king has given the servant some money to do some business, and, and the servant did not make any money, but rather lose it all. So it's time to settle accounts. This means that in the future, after we die, we all have to stand before the judgment of God. And in your lifetime, how have you fallen short of God? And it has all been recorded down. You may not feel it right now, but in the future, God will settle this account with you. Verse 24. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents, how much is it? I have looked up some reference uh, uh, materials. 一千万两银子, 就是六千万天的薪水, 六千万天, 60 million. Uh, 10,000 talents is 60 million days of wages. 再重复一次, 六千万天的薪水, so it's 60 million days of wages. 人的一辈子三万多天而已, so a, a lifetime of a human is 300 and some odd, 300,000 odd days. So this person owes his master 60 million days of wages. So 60 million wages, how much is it? And let's just say you earned $100 a day. 60 million times 100. 6 billion. If you owe the bank 6 billion dollars, are you able to pay back? Of course not. So if you can't pay it, what to do? The king said, take his wives, take his children and sell them. And lock him up. When he's able to pay, we'll let him go. And the servant prayed to the master, saying, No, please don't. Give me a chance. I will pay you back. Verse 27. Verse 27. So the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. This prefigures the love of Christ. Our Lord Jesus came into the world and was crucified for us. He shed his blood 
and cleanse us and washed away our sins. So verse 24 happened on the day that we become baptized. And we, we are very thankful that our Lord Jesus has forgiven, forgiven our sins and we are now righteous. We are now children of God. All we have to do is wait to go into the heavenly kingdom. And, and usually this is, this is where we stop when we read this particular uh, um, scripture. Do not be overly confident because this is not the main point. The main point is in verse 28 and onwards. Whether you can be saved or not in the future depends on verse 28 to whether you can forgive others. Uh, please take note, this relates to your salvation. Verse 28. That servant went out and found one of his fellow servants. And how much did this person owe him? A hundred denarii. That is, one hundred days of wages. One hundred days of wages is still quite a sum. So if you earn $100 a day, 100 times 100, how much would it be? If I'm wrong, my wife told me, don't talk about numbers, it's always a mistake. 100 times 100 is 10,000. Sorry, it's 10,000. 一万块，这个人欠他一万块，你不要以为少钱。我们读圣经二十两银子，然后那个中国那个那个那个钱掉地上都不用捡的那种，不是，他欠他一万块，不少钱。So this fellow servant owes that servant ten thousand dollars is not small change. It's still a quite a large sum. 还有呢，他刚从监牢出来，可能口袋也没钱。And and on and. Uh, that this that servant just came out of prison, therefore he has no money. Oh, this person the servant said, uh, probably said to himself, that man owes me ten thousand uh, uh, dollars or one hundred days of wages. I should get it back from him so that at least I don't have to work for a hundred days. So, so he And so he took the opportunity, laid his hands on him, and asked him to. To pay that. So you can imagine how he behaved at that particular moment. In front of the master, he was crying and weeping. Yet when he was facing his fellow servant, he was fierce like a tiger. So that is us. We can put on quite a show. That we face God with a different face, and we face our fellow members with a different, with another face. He may be very poor, and and laid his hands on the fellow servants, saying, "Pay me back my 100 days of wages." And the fellow servant was also poor and couldn't pay back. So the fellow servant said the exact same words the servant said to the master. Have patience with me, I will pay you back. 
Well, what happened? If you don't pay, you're not leaving. 抓住他，把他下到监牢。And took hold of him and threw him into prison. Hey, 这个就是我们了。That is us. 有时候我们求神原谅了我们的大债了。Sometimes we pray to God to forgive us our greater debt. 啊，这个别人的小债，我们一定要抓住你，不还我不放过你。Yet, people who owe us a smaller debt, we will not let them go. 结果这个王听到了，非常的生气。So when the master heard about this, he was furious. 我们看马太福音第十八章。Matthew chapter eighteen. Ah, is thirty-three. Verse thirty-three. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I have pity on you? Thirty-four. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. This king was very angry and very disappointed. The master was very angry. At the same time, he was disappointed. You should not have compassion on your fellow servant. Should you not have compassion on your fellow servant? Just as I had pity on you. 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 Six billion dollars, and it was all forgiven. Wouldn't the master treat him like his own son? 好了，但是呢，这个三十四节，王主人就大怒。Verse thirty-four, the master was angry. 就把他交给掌刑的。And delivered him to the torturers. 就把他放回监牢。So he was imprisoned. 那等他还清再出来吧。That he should pay all that was due to him. 这个监牢，如果是以后审判的角度来说，就把他丢在地狱里面的意思呢 ？If this prison in the future. Uh, uh, during the judgment days, then it would become hell. Because you cannot receive my forgiveness. So you cannot enter into heaven. So therefore, you cannot enter into heavenly kingdom. So therefore, you cannot enter into heavenly kingdom. I often ponder over this particular parable. 如果我们不把心思放在思考这个比喻上面 ，If you don't spend the effort to ponder over this parable， 将来有多少基督徒本来以为自己一定是得救了，结果被拒绝。Then in the future, a lot of Christians thought that they would be saved, but they were rejected. 啊，所以下一页告诉我们，我们整理下来哈。为什么我们需要爱仇敌？为什么我们需要爱仇敌 ？So, let us. Conclude why we have to love your enemies. You 不能不爱仇敌啊。You have to love your enemies. 你爱仇敌，你爱家里那个伤你、恨你、得罪你的人，你必须要爱他。You have to love your enemy, the one from your own household, the ones who persecuted you and caused you much pain. 不是因为你很伟大，所以你选择赦免他。You chose to forgive them not because you feel great. 而是你自己需要得救啊。Rather, you need to be saved yourself. 因为这个比喻告诉我们一点很重要的观念。Because this parable has given us a very important concept. 神的。饶恕跟赦免是有条件性跟可逆转性的。The forgiveness, uh, and the forgiveness of God is conditional and revocable. And it and it can be revoked. 什么叫条件性？条件性。What does it mean by conditional? 你赦免我，那我赦免你。You forgive me, I'll forgive you. 你不赦免别人，你不赦免别人，我不赦免你。If you don't forgive others, I will not forgive you. 这条件性，我们不要以为无条件，我们常常把圣经读错了。This is conditional. Do not think that this is given freely. We often, we often say that the love of God is unconditional. Where does it say in the Bible? You sin了主之后不按道理去做，你看你能不能得救
If you believe in the Lord and you don't do according to the teachings of God, let's see whether you will be saved. 就条件性。So this is conditional. 你不赦免你的家里的仇仇敌，你看神赦不赦免你 ？If you do not forgive the enemy in your own household, let's see whether God will forgive you. 再来呢，神的赦免啊是 revocable 了，是可逆转的。And next, the forgiveness of God is revocable. 虽然今天赦免你了。He may have forgiven you today. But if you do not forgive others tomorrow, then the day after that, Jesus will forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, Jesus can say to you that I no longer forgive you. Then the day after that, So you have no choice. You have to love your enemies. This is the only way. This is because it's tied to your salvation. Ah, 当然了，第二点。Second point. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. God uses enmity to train us to love our enemies. If you do not have enemies, how would you spiritually cultivate yourselves? If you do not have enemies, how would you be trained to be perfect? Because people treat enemies with their enemies' methods, they just take them away, take them out, take them out. And the way the the way of the world is, if you have an enemy, get rid of them. But your homework is to love your enemies. Yet your homework is to love your enemies. You love them. You are very hard working. It is difficult because who would love an enemy? Oh, you hit him so hard. You love him so hard. And you may feel great at beating up your enemy, but to love your enemy, it's difficult. But you have to love your enemy. Yet you have to spiritually cultivate yourselves to be like God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter five. Five verse forty-five. Matthew chapter five verse forty-five and forty-six. Forty-five, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. You have to love your enemies in order to be sons of your Father in heaven. There are a lot of evil men in this world. Many people don't worship God. A lot of people who do not worship God. The sun, the rain, and the rain are still giving them rain. And look at the sun and the rain from God. They are still receiving them. So, forty-six. Verse forty-six. This is your spiritual cultivation. If we love that love, what can we do? For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? That Sui Li is also doing this. Sui Li represents the evildoers. Do not. Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Tax collectors refer to the evil ones. You love that is good for you. That is not necessary to be taught. To love those who love you, that does not need any spiritual cultivation. The Gentiles would do it. The sinners would do it. But how did God treat us? We are very detestable. We are dirty. We are hateable. We are dirty. We are hateable. Yet God loves us. He loves us so much that he was willing to die for us. This is against human nature. Because human nature, we said, human nature is the best. This is this has gone against humanity. Humanity is evil, so some people say that Christians are against humanity. Because humanity, after a human has sinned, they would become sinners. And they have sinful nature. And the teachings of God is against 
humanity, which is sinful nature, and that is God wants us to be like Him, to be divine. Divinity, and the, the, God wants us to be like Him, to be divine, to have divinity. So this is the teachings of God for us to go up, not to go down. Once you understand the teachings, then if you face an enemy in your own household, you will give thanks to God. When I understood this teaching, and when I face an enemy from my own household, I I thank God that in my own family, my own physical family, that that I that there is no enemy. My wife treats me very well. But spiritual family sometimes we do have enemies. There are people who would like to attack preachers and would talk behind you. In the past it happened, it's happening now, in the future it will happen. And even among the co-workers, as we discuss among ourselves, we will also comment that how one one of us may have lost weight considerably over a short period of time. Why would that happen? Perhaps they have encountered their enemy. And Paul had to face Alexander the copper smith, and so we would also meet an enemy. Yet we give thanks to God. Because if you have an enemy, you have a chance to forgive your enemy. The more you forgive your enemies, the more God will forgive you. And you have to say, Thank God, this is a grace from God. And He has also given me a chance to spiritually cultivate myself. Without an enemy, how do I cultivate myself? You need, to, you need an enemy to spiritually cultivate yourself. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 7. Page 13, huh? 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. When we read this particular verse, we know that Paul encountered a great task. He had a thorn in the flesh. What is this thorn? And some people say that this thorn in the flesh is an eye disease that Paul is suffering. And he prayed three times and yet God did not take it away. Here, do not say that Paul is suffering from an eye disease. Think about it. 2,000 years ago, there is no eyeglasses, so everyone will be suffering from eye diseases. This is not about an eye disease. If you read verse 7 closely, what is this thorn? It is a messenger of Satan to attack him, to criticize him. 
Perhaps someone like Alexander. 可能是他的同党，都是教会里面的攻击保罗的人。Or perhaps people of his own group who would attack him and criticize him. 他一直祷告啊，主耶稣啊，把他们调走吧。And he kept praying, God, please. Uh, send them away. We cannot pray to、uh, to to to、uh, get someone to die. Maybe he prayed, "Lord, Jesus, let them leave. Let them go." And perhaps And these people are indeed a thorn in the flesh to Paul. That every day they be criticizing him. He said, "God, let them go." And Paul prayed to God, saying, "Please remove them." But God said to him, "My grace is sufficient for you." And God wants to leave a thorn in your family. And God wanted to leave one or two thorns in the church. These people, these people, you cannot change. You will never change these people. Ah, he will not disappear. And they will not disappear. You cannot move away. And you can't move away. Because they are from your own household. You cannot change. You cannot change. You cannot change. What can you do? Lord, 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 I will keep this thorn. 让你知道你是软弱的。To let you know that you are weak. 让你知道我的恩典。我们读第九节啊。So verse nine. 让你知道我的恩典是够你用的。My grace is sufficient for you. 这个就是保罗的一根刺。So this is the thorn of Paul. 这个就是神今天要我们学习的。This is what God wants us to learn today. And today, the enemy that appears in your own household may be a thorn. How do we handle them? How do we deal with the situation? How do we remove it? To use the method described in Matthew chapter five. We have to use this method to. Get rid of our enemies. Until the very end, that they no longer become our enemies. Let's read verse forty-four. Verse forty-four. Let's read 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 verse forty-four. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. This is very useful. This is a very useful method. Not just to forgive them and to ignore them. We sometimes are not angry. And sometimes, as long as we are not angry, then and we just ignore them, and that is considered a very good response. Because if you are angry, there is no way you can greet. Your enemy. 对，很多家人是不讲话的，在家里都不讲话的。There are a lot of family members who don't speak to each other at home. 住在家里不请安的，不请安的。They don't greet each other. 但是主耶稣说，你不理他还不够，你不恨他不是，不理他也不够，你要跟他讲话，你要请他安呢。And but God says that、uh, ignoring your enemy is not good enough. You have to greet one another. 还有呢，赦免他就释放他，不跟他计较。And you have to forgive them. That means you will not hold their wrongs to, uh, with you forever. Yet it is not enough. You have to do one more step. How do you deal with your enemies? 
Pray for them. 主啊，帮助他。God, please help them. 也帮助我。And please help me. 我们祷告都会了，我们都会为仇敌祷告了。And we all know how to pray for enemies. 但是我们祷告的方向是什么？ But what is the direction of our prayers? 最最近看到一篇文章，里面有这一段。I recently read an article, and it says. Slide thirty-two, 哈，这叫主的眼光跟我的眼光有什么不一样 ？That is the sight of God is different from the from my sight. 这是从那篇文章抽出来的。And this is extracted from that article. 这个人在为丈夫祷告。And this, uh, the the writer was praying for her husband. 他说，当我向主抱怨丈夫的缺点。And she said, when I Complain to God about my husband's weaknesses. 求主改变他 And pray to God to forgive, to change him. 没想到 Unexpectedly. 主引领我从他的眼光看我的丈夫 And God has mercy on me and allowed me to see my husband from His view. 主告诉我 And God said to me. 他有这么多缺点 He has so many weaknesses. 但我爱他 Yet I love him. 爱到愿意为他舍命 That I love him so much that I'm willing to sacrifice my life for him. 我看到这一段很感人，觉得非常的感动。And when I read this, I was very touched. 谁伤害你 ？Who are the ones who hurt you? 让你很难受。To cause you so much discomfort. 我们是为他祷告。Shouldn't we pray for them? 但是我们要从主的眼光来替他祷告。We have to pray for them from the point of view of God. 他有那么多缺点。There's so many faults with them. 主耶稣爱他，为他舍命。Yet Jesus loved them and sacrificed. 我那么多缺点，主耶稣爱我，为我舍命。I have so many faults, yet Jesus loved me and sacrificed His life for me. 我们要怎么样做到完全 ？So God, what can we do to attain perfection? 最后的考验。The very last test. 唱诗。Let us sing hymn. 两百四十四首。Number two hundred and forty-four.